away. I'm kissed in Haddonfield, Mr. Banks, and we can ride to Belle Maison together. Haddonfield was the family name that went with the Bellafonte title. You're a relative to the Earl, then? She wore a plain dark blue wool dress, high-necked, such as a farmer's wife would wear this time of year. Not even a cousin to an Earl would attire herself thus, unless she suffered excesses of pragmatism. I am one of the Earl's younger sisters, and you're half-frozen. I hope those aren't your good boots, for you've ruined them. They're my only boots. Swooping blonde brows drew together over a nose no one would call dainty, and yet Lady Kirsten Haddonfield was a pretty woman. She had good facial bones, a definite chin, a clean jaw, and blue eyes that assured Daniel she did not suffer fools, lest her tone leave any doubt on that score. Daniel was a fool, witness the ease with which the yeoman at the inn had bamboozled him, witness the ease with which his own wife had bamboozled him. At least sit for a moment before the fire, the lady said, arranging his scarf and gloves on pegs above the hearth. Did you lose your way because of the weather? Daniel had lost his way months ago. The weather played a role. Are you here alone, my lady? She folded her arms across her bosom, even a man of the cloth acknowledged as a fine bit of work on the creator's part. I am on my family's property, Mr. Banks, and they well know where I am. The weather is not only foul, it's dangerous. If you must prance out of the door to die for the sake of manners, I'll not stop you. The groom or one of my brothers should be here any minute to fetch me home. We'll note into which ditch your remains have fallen as we pass you by. The fire was lovely. Her ferocity, though arguably rude, warmed Daniel in an entirely different way. Nowhere did the Bible say a good Samaritan must be excessively burdened with charm. You aren't much given to polite dissembling, are you, my lady? For an earl's daughter was a lady from the moment of her birth. She marched over to the sideboard and commenced sawing at a loaf of bread. I'm not given to any kind of dissembling. You should sit. If I sit, I might never rise. I've journeyed from Oxfordshire, and the storm seems to have followed me every mile. Why not tarry in London and wait out the weather? Because, had Daniel spent another night in London, he'd have been forced to call on a bishop or two, and explain why his very own helpmeet hadn't accompanied him to his new post. I am here to assume responsibility for the Haddondale pulpit, Daniel said, moving closer to the fire. A copy of A Vindication of the Rights of Women lay open face down on the mantel. I was given to understand filling the position was a matter of some urgency. Her ladyship swiped her silver knife through a pat of butter, and paused before applying the butter to the bread. You're the new vicar. Amusement made this brusque pretty woman an altogether different creature. She had mischief in her, and humour and secrets. Also, where on earth did such thoughts come from? Kisses. Fun, generous kisses. When she smiled, Lady Kirsten looked like the sort of female who'd pat a fellow's bum in public. The cold had made Daniel daft. Do I have horns or cloven feet to disqualify me from a religious calling, my lady? She slapped the butter onto the bread, her movements confident. You have gorgeous brown eyes, 
a lovely nose, though it's a bit red at the moment, and a smile that suggests you might get up to tricks, Mr. Banks. You could also use a trim of that brown hair. Ministers aren't supposed to look dashing. I have two younger sisters who will suffer paroxysms of religious conviction if you're to lead the flock. Olivia had found Daniel's nose unfortunate. Daniel found his entire marriage worthy of the same appellation. Feeling was returning to his feet, and hunger writhed to life along with it. Lady Kirsten passed him the bread without benefit of a plate. It's not quite fresh, the bread, that is. The butter was made this morning. I'll fix you some tea. Daniel took a small bite, then realized he'd forgotten to send grateful sentiments heavenward before he'd done so. I'm grateful for this bread, also for the company. Your tea, Mr. Banks. Drink up, for I hear sleigh bells. Daniel down.